0: My name's Rudy Moore, host of Living the Red Life podcast, and I'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week. If you're ready to start living the red life, ditch the blue pill, take the red pill, join me in Wonderland and change your life. What's up guys, welcome to the very first episode and the origin story of The Red Life. I'm so excited to be here to share this with you and hopefully give you some knowledge every single week from not only myself, but some of the best experts, authors, athletes, entrepreneurs, business owners in the world. And today we are gonna kick it off and help you understand what The Red Life is, what it means, what it means for you, why it's so important you tune in every single week and how this can change your life by making you a better person, a better entrepreneur, a better online business owner, and how you can make money on the internet to create the life of your freedoms, which is what the red life's all about. I'm super pumped to be here and let's dive in. So how did the red life start? What's with the crazy red? I get that every single day. Rudy, why the red, why the reds? Well, here's the story that I've never shared in full before. Here's how it began, here's where it led to, and here's what it means going forward for you and hopefully how it's gonna be a vehicle to help change millions of people's lives around the world that want to create freedom, that want to create their dream life, that want to break out from the norm. They want to go and live in wonderland and they want to defy what life means. They want to live a life of freedom, a life of power, a life of empowerment where they make their own decisions, they get to give back, they get to help change the world and they get to build a wonderful life that they cherish and they're proud of for not only them but their family and all their friends, followers, and people that they're impacting. So how did the Red Life begin? Well, it started simple like most things in life and that's what I teach when I teach marketing. I teach branding, I'm like, look, you don't have to have the whole plan figured out. And most of you aren't successful right now and you're not where you wanna be Because you're spending so long on trying to figure out the plan instead of just getting started, and I just get started and look where I am today, right? Pretty successful, thirty-one. If you don't know who I am, build a big multi-million-dollar business at twenty-six years old. I moved to America, became a millionaire at twenty-six. Went on, built multiple multi multi seven-figure businesses, became partners with people like Ty Lopez, Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather, Jordan Belfort from the Wolf of Wall Street movie, and so on. And I've been able to do. All of that because I believe in myself, because I take a step forward every single day and because I live the red life and that's what this podcast and this episode is all about and how you can start today to live the red life to change your life. Okay, so where did it begin? Well, as said, I moved to America and I knew I wanted to be different. I spent my entire life being different. Now, it's not easy being different, right? When you're different, you're an outlier. When you're different, everyone looks at you. When you're different as a child, people pick on you, right? Because people don't like what they don't understand. And you've got to realize people don't like what they can't do. It it turns into jealousy, right? So I was different my entire life. I was buying and selling in school. I was uh, almost banned from selling multiple times in school. I was selling so much. I learned the power of the internet uh, and I got my first dose uh, about 20 years ago now. I was buying and selling on eBay about 10, 11 years old. eBay just started, PayPal just started. I had a you know big box computer, I remember it. And uh, it, was, uh, it took about seven minutes to turn on. I had to convince my dad to put his uh, debit or credit card in and make me a PayPal and make me an eBay account because I wasn't 18. And I was buying and selling games uh, and learning the power of the internet. I was selling stuff online. um, And I actually learned the copywriting skill. If you don't know what copywriting is, it's like wordsmith. If you see advertisements and the big headlines and the funny stories they tell and the funny, cool, viral ads, that's normally a copywriter. And it's a super valuable skill if you want to make money online so it it got me better at online marketing copywriting because i learned how to position the headlines how to price stuff effectively how to find viral trends the best-selling products and i was selling games and stuff as a kid And that led to a big online gaming community that I built. I had people under me. I had teams. I had cohorts. I had a massive community that I was in charge of managing, building servers and stuff like that. Uh, And then I transitioned into fitness. So fitness uh, was a big part of my life. If you don't know me, my mom was a gold medalist in triathlon which is a sport where you swim, bike, and run, free sports. And then my dad was the Great Britain team manager at multiple Olympic games, managing the triathlon team. So I grew up traveling the world to Olympic events or world triathlon races, hanging out with all the Olympians. Uh, And that's a big part of my story too, which I'll get into, a big part of my mindset behind success and the winner's mindset. And um, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, traveled the world, World up in fitness. But I understood because my parents didn't have money. They were world class in what they did. But triathlon's not a wealthy sport. Even today, 20 years on, it's not a wealthy sport. So they didn't have much money because they were always training. They weren't working and they were getting, you know, little sponsorships and government funding, but tiny amounts. Right. So I saw that, hey, you you need money for everything. Money is a vehicle. Money is power. Money is freedom. Money is flexibility. Money is security. So I think that that combined with the elit- the elitism and the drive that I saw in Olympic athletes and the commitment to their craft got me to where I am today. It got me the money side plus the drive, the competitiveness, the winning mentality and the work ethic of triathlon, which is you're basically training for free sports. You swim every day, bike nearly every day and you run nearly every day. You're training for free sports and you're world class at all three of them. So that's kind of my childhood, my upbringing, got into fitness at 18, and I actually used my skills of websites and online marketing to build a website and get ranked one up for SEO in my city, so when people would search personal training in my city, which was called Leicester, like Tampa now where I live, you know, imagine someone searches personal training in Tampa. I was right at the top as an 18 year old. So I was getting inbound leads. I was doing sales calls at 18 years old. I didn't know what they were at the time, right? as I took a phone call, but it was a sales call, right? And uh, selling people on big packages back then in England, you know, $500,000 packages as an 18 year old, bear in mind, As an 18-year-old in the UK, you're earning $1,000 a month, right? Minimum wage, like $7, $8 an hour back then, 10 years, 12 years ago. So I was earning, uh, you know, sometimes selling packages that were like the monthly wage of what I was earning as a gym instructor as I was building that business. So anyway, long story short, my work ethic stayed true. My hustle stayed true. I ended up working in two different gyms, a bar, and my own personal training on the side from my website. And, you know, I was earning a few thousand a month. And I was still going out, partying, being an 18-year-old. So, And I was helping promote nightclub events, learning that side of it, sales promotion, running nightclub event promos on Facebook. So again, using all my skills online, all my skills as a marketer, a copywriter, a salesman, even though I didn't know what what it was at the time. And then I was also uh, had the drive element, the the element of training for free sports. I was working free jobs, right? I was working at 6 a.m., in one gym till 2 p.m. Going at 2 p.m. and then till like 8, 9, 10 p.m. in another gym. And three nights a week, I was then going to a bar and working from like 9, 10 p.m. till 1 a.m. Just because I wanted to work, I wanted the hustle. Uh, and I was like, I'm already going. Oh, me and all my friends are going to the nightclubs. I might as well go there some nights and work, and then I get free drinks and free entry for the rest of the year, right? So I had that hustle and I had that consistent commitment, right? And I had that ability, most importantly, to say no. Right? Because everyone else is like, why are you working so much? Come out, hang out, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. I'm like, can't work and I can't work and I'm can't, I'm working, I can't, I'm working. I don't wanna do that, I wanna save money, I wanna save money, I wanna save money. Because I was building something, then I was reinvesting all that money into two things. I was saving for real estate, which I figured out at 18. I actually bought my first rental property with my mom down at a beach town in England at 18. And I saw the power of real estate, and I saw the passive income that it would generate. And then I also... Realize, hey, I can do this by myself. I don't have to do it with my mom, and she wasn't a realtor at all. This was her first purchase, and it was actually a house she retired in and now lives in. And so I kept saving, hustling, and I was saving thousands of dollars. Right over one summer, I think I saved seven thousand dollars in like two months, which as a twenty-year-old is a lot of money. Plus, I was still obviously spending and living a, a decent lifestyle, right? So saving that money reinvesting it i was doing a lot of professional development i was traveling around the uk taking personal training courses learning from salespeople, top personal trainers how to get better there at the same time and i was paying two thousand dollars three thousand dollars one thousand dollars Uh, most people wouldn't do that, right, as a 19, 20-year-old, or they'd ask their parents to pay, but I knew I would get an ROI on that investment, right? That's education, that's mentorship, and now people pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars. We literally have a business that does about $10 million a year in coaching and education, and I was a student before I was a teacher, right, 12 years ago. I was saving for my second house. I went off to college at about 20 years old after a couple of years working full-time, because I thought, hey, I can still work while at college. I want that once in a lifetime experience. And I also want, I think, the uh, science science, ed- science, education part in the fitness world would give me a unique selling point. It'd be a good angle and hook versus being a personal trainer. I'd become a sports scientist. So I went off to college uh, an hour away in a place called Nottingham. Most of you know it from Robin Hood, right? In the middle of England where I was born in Leicester. And I... Uh, you know kept my personal training business so i moved up I was a student i got a job in a gym there a local gym there personal training and i was still traveling an hour down south back to serve my old clients i kept my top 20% of clients that paid me the most and were reliable it's the 80 20 rule didn't know what it was at the time but i figured it out and i was so i was traveling back And I I remember I'd be studying in the day, working at the other personal training gym locally, and then I would travel back at like 4 p.m., I would drive an hour, personal train, free clients, and it was worth it because they'd pay me like $50 an hour each finish at 9 p.m., and then I would drive back and go straight to the nightclub at 10 p.m. where all my friends were, and then I would party with them as a first, you know, fresher or freshman, uh, and I would party with them for four hours, go to sleep at 2 a.m., wake up at 6, 7 a.m., go back to the first gym, then to class. And then some nights, again, back down, and then I would repeat that five nights a week, right? And again, it's, you know, this continued trend throughout my childhood uh, and my early years of working hard, having fun, enjoying myself, because I think life's precious, and I still think you should have fun along the way, right? And you can't relive your 18, 19, 20 years old, and I had a lot of fun, made a lot of great friends, a lot of great memories, but I was also way more successful than anyone else. I remember in my first year as a college student, 20 years old, I was almost making 10,000 pounds a month. So I I was making probably $10,000 a month. So I was making $10,000 a month, uh, which was about 8,000 pounds. And I was planning where I was taking it. So I was, and I was leveraged, leveraging debt. So as a student, you got the ability to take out student loans interest free. Now I understand, I didn't learn this from YouTube or books back then. This was 13 years ago. I just figured out like, well, I can take this money for free. I don't have to pay it back yet. I don't have any interest and I can use this plus my savings to buy another house and then every year I get this student debt again I get to take more out and I can use that plus whatever I earn over this year to buy another house and another house and I did that I bought a student house in my first year that I then had moved in with my three best friends rented out individual rooms so I was getting 400% more than that house was renting for before to a local family because I divided the rooms. I funded it through my savings from working free jobs and personal training, plus my student loan. Because I needed fifty thousand US dollars to buy that first house as a twenty-year-old, and I got you know I didn't get hand, parents weren't buying things for me, blah blah blah. And then I did I took all that money in the earnings, and instead of going oh I'm going to quit the personal training now and live off the earnings of the house, which I could have done because it was like over about a thousand, two thousand $2,000 a month almost. So that's like more than, that's like the average wage in the UK almost, way more than the students were living on. But no, I kept that money, put it straight in a savings account, kept working free jobs, being a student and then I combine the earnings again plus the earnings from the house, right? To the next year, buy another house. I went even bigger. I bought a five bedroom house before I bought a three and a half, but three bedroom and converted a room, made it a four bed. So now I buy a five bedroom house um, in the same city, at, at a different campus, rented that out. That's still my best house to this day, actually, that second one. And I, cause I learned a lot of mistakes in the first one, I overpaid. Um, I should have bought a house. I could have converted more rooms, same effort and energy to manage a three-bedroom house versus a five or a six. So I learned a lot of mistakes in that first one. That's experience, right? And obviously, there weren't masterminds back then. I couldn't get in a student rental Airbnb mastermind 12 years ago in England to get told, hey, this is the type of house you want. These are the laws. There was regulations. I had to register with the government and everything and something called a HMO license with a local council. I had 150 things that had to be inspected for health and safety because it was a student house. I had to figure all that out. But I also learned, hey, I can pay experts. I paid a plumbing expert, a building expert, a fire marshal to come in and help me build all these checklists and make it up to regs, right? So I I did learn the power of investing and obviously paying for expertise, right? Um, And anyway, so that's the story in the UK, basically, right? Did that for a few years. But then I realized, hey, I want to be a multi millionaire. I wanna go really big. I wanna go bigger than what is happening here because I was already on track. Like I'm like I'm gonna be hopefully a millionaire soon. But there wasn't like billionaires there, right? Like I remember vividly that my idea of success was a couple of million dollars, a Range Rover, a nice maybe million dollar house, right? Like that was like, wow, you've made it. You're the top dog, right? And I'm like, that isn't that impressive, right? Like that isn't the top dog, right? And you come out here and it's like half the people, that's a normal doctor's or normal life out here, right? Range Rover, nice house, maybe a million dollars. That's an upper class you know, that's an upper class life out here, which half the, you know, half the billionaires Grant Cardone and people tell you that's poor, right? 400 grand a year, that's poor still, right? So I kind of had that inside of me. And I kind of knew that. And I think, you know, part of that was from like, my childhood and like, my commitment to excellence. And hey, I don't want to, you know, my mom and parents, they were like, I don't want to just be a good triathlete. I want to be the best in the world kind of triathlete, right? So that was came up in me, like, I don't want to be a millionaire. I want to be the biggest millionaire there is, right? Which is called billionaire these days, right? And back then, I didn't know how many millions and billions of stuff, right? So anyway, I was like, I got to get to America. Got to get to America. I came to America a few times as a teenager. I was like, you know, online. I was like 22 now. Online stuff was starting to boom. There became these kind of experts and gurus on Facebook. And I was following them. And I'm like, I got to get, they're all in America. got to get to America. So I start getting the final year and I'm tell, I tell her I'm moving to America when I graduate. I'm going to do a master's degree out there because it's very hard to get a, a visa, right? So I move out to America. I, you know, I apply. I come out to Tampa where I am now just randomly for a week to check it all out. I email the professor, cold email, keep following up. He's like, sure, we've got a big event in February. Why don't you come to the event, buy a ticket and then you can come hamming out in the lab and the university for the week. This was still in sports science, a master's degree. And I'm like, let's do it. And I booked my flight, 22 years old, gone on a flight by myself, first time traveling by myself like that, to America, got a hotel. And I remember I, this was the final year, I told my, you know, friends, family, partner at the time, like, I'm moving to America. They didn't really kind of believe it, but whatever. So I went out there for the week and I remember getting, it was called the Barrymore. It's a hotel in Tampa on the river. If any of you have ever been to Tampa, it's got a nice river through it and then it goes into the bay. And I remember getting a hotel that was right by the university. I could walk to it. And I remember I got in late on a Sunday night, 5 p.m., Went to the hotel. There was nothing downtown, which was super weird for me because I went to try and get food because in the UK, everything's downtown, right? All the, like, they don't have malls in the UK. They have all the malls, like, the shops are downtown in the streets. So I'm like, this is a ghost town. It's like homeless people and a Domino's pizza. So I still remember I got a Domino's pizza and, like, there was, like, four homeless people. I'm like, this is weird. But anyway, whatever. Went to bed. Woke up at, like, 5 a.m. because I was jet lagged and I pulled my curtains open and this is the hotel on the river and... I see these people kayak uh, rowing, right? The rowing club, University of Tampa rowing club. And one of the students I actually rented to uh, that was in my class, she was a rower and I always used to speak to her about rowing because she'd get up at 5 a.m. and it was cold and dark in the U.K. and she had to wear two pairs of gloves because it was so cold rowing on the river in Nottingham where I was in the U.K., that it was miserable. And then I wake up, pull the curtains open, the sun's rising over the river and these rowers are out there in February, right? Which is super cold in the UK, like New York. And they're rowing in a tank top, right? Or what we call in the UK, a vest, right? And I'm like, this is it. This is the life, right? This is the red life, right? The gray life was back in the UK. The gray life, this is the red life. I knew at that moment, this is it. And I got up, you know, got up, got going, walked over to the campus, walked along the river across a bridge in, in a t-shirt, sweating, right, in February. I'm um, like, palm trees everywhere. I get into the student campus. There's a massive swimming pool, right? People are out there swimming in the sun. People are running on the bay and blah. I'm like, this is it. This is the red life. And in that moment, I knew that the only way I could do this is because I had money, No one else, unless they got money from their parents, could have done what I did. They couldn't. To just go and be a student in year one, you had to show $20,000, I think, in your bank account because you had to show proof of funds to pay for the year and proof of funds to live there because you weren't allowed to work. And I'm like, this is the power of money. I'm here today. I took a flight. I had to buy like a $2,000 conference ticket, hotel and flight. It's probably like $4,000. As a student, I'm like, unless you had rich parents, which I didn't. This is the power of money. This opportunity just being here is the power of money, right? And the power of freedom that money gives. And so here I was. And anyway, long story short, it was an amazing week. Made a lot of friends. Hanged around the campus. It was like this spring break vibe out of a movie that you see in the UK, right? It's like everyone's in bikinis around the campus at the pools and stuff. And it's like a normal week. And I'm like, this is the life. What am I doing in the gray life? I want to be in the red life whoa 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 wait a second before we go into the rest of this episode i'm going to interrupt abruptly and just ask you one big favor i hope you're getting a ton of value a ton of knowledge i hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests and i want one thing in return what i would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review the reviews and the subscription grows the podcast it allows me to bring you even better guests it allows me to invest even more time and money So anyway, I move out here and this is the start of everything, right? It's the start of my journey to become a millionaire within a couple of years. I um, helped my professor build like a million dollar business in the first year because he was a big influencer. I then graduate, uh, get an extended business visa that was a lot of work, cost me $7,000, which again, I needed money to fund, Right which I had from all my real estate back in the UK. And then boom, after 18 months, I built a million dollar business of myself, right? And I remember I was working 18 hours a day. I was hustling, I was grinding, I was spending thousands a day on Facebook ads when most people wouldn't take the risk. But I kept investing in myself. I had my houses in the UK cash in for me. They are still there to this day. Some of them have doubled in value while cash flow in 10, 20, $30,000 a year for me. And the journey began, right? I became a millionaire. I learned, I took my online marketing basic skills that I already had from the UK from all those years and became an expert. I studied all day, every day, did every podcast. I did every book. I did every course. I started traveling to events in the US and I became an expert and I was learning these skills from all the courses, podcasts, books and applying them into my own business instantly. I wasn't learning them and going this is cool. I was learning them closing the closing the course or the podcast for an hour, going in the ad manager and on the website and doing it and then doing another course and a book, say what's next, right? Uh, And I was applying, I was getting mentorship, I was learning from other millionaires in Tampa that I was helping, I was adding value to them, working with them, and they were helping me, mentoring me. Um, And then voila, here I am, right? So I, I transitioned out of fitness. From the fitness world, I was like, I got up to a few million dollars a year, 15, 20 staff, selling thousands and thousands of courses, programs, bikini plans, ab, ab workouts, recipe books. Graduated, right? I was a sports scientist. Got up in my space, started collaborating with the big pro bodybuilders, pro athletes, doing uh, rev share deals with them. And it just compounded, right? But you've got to understand the last 15 minutes of that story led up to those compounding moments, right? All the risks, all the sacrifice, figuring out how to buy houses at 19, 20 years old, 18 years old, working free jobs. That put me, those four or five years when I sacrificed more than anyone I knew, they put me in a position to then start having this compound in success, right? And, you know, I, I did the fitness stuff for a while, got into, mark, got really, really good at marketing, and that's where my agency formed. So I'm like, I, I like the fitness, but I like the business, marketing, entrepreneurship side more, and I started... The agency, which is called ROI Machines, it's about five years old now, it's still alive to this day, I stepped out of it three years ago, Uh, so I did about two and a half years, three years in it, and then about two and a half, three years ago, I stepped out, and it's still a multi-million dollar business to this day. And it's a done few you agency. So done few marketing where we come in and we do the ads and we do the funnels and we do the strategy and we do the landing page and we do the emails, right? We, and we do the video ads and the videos. So we kind of took all the skills I had built for 10 years and the same team that did it with me in my fitness life. We took that and then we applied it to hundreds of businesses. So not only did that make me way better, it made me well known because I was doing this for hundreds of businesses that then led to a partnership with Ty Lopez on an agency if you know who he is a massive influencer he then went on a journey after a year or so doing that with me and all of his stuff he was going to buy you big US brands which I became a part of there got a crazy experience and mentorship from him and Alex Mayer his main partner on them all uh, which helped change my life and take me to another level again Um, but most importantly made me think bigger It made me think bigger, right? Because I went from a few million dollars to working with people like Ty that were doing tens if not hundreds of millions and then trying to become billionaires buying big billion dollar US brands. So not only did I get key skills and mentorship from them and experience managing big teams and big ad budgets and big marketing campaigns, but I got the vision part, right? I got like, I knew I wanted to be something big and special. I knew I wanted to be more than a millionaire. But I didn't see how you go to a billionaire level until I saw that, right? So obviously, uh, a big part of my life, as you can tell, is mentorship and being with the right people, but sacrificing to do it. I literally left everything in the UK, family, friends, long-term girlfriend, houses real estate personal training business that was pretty good at the time left everything to start again because i invested in myself i believed in myself and i knew this was going to take me to the next level and i was actually with grant cardone on a podcast one you'll uh probably hear very soon or you could go listen to after this uh, or will be coming out soon and you'll see he says every time he moved he, it took his life to the next level, right? So it was the same for me there. um, And it was an amazing experience. And, you know, my agency still does well. We now obviously have more capital on the red life, two brands where we have celebrity partnerships, people like Mike Tyson, Floyd Mayweather. We have a massive coaching program, nearly a hundred staff and employees in the office here in Clearwater, Tampa, Florida. We have 50 staff go into a hundred next year. And all of this is compounded and it compounds every year. So every year, it's kind of like if you see a graph, it's like you go 100K, 200K, 400K, 800K, 1.6 million. And that's five years. It's not that impressive, right? 1.6 million is still good. Don't get me wrong. But that's like five years. It's like, meh, I made in one of my businesses this last month, I made 1.2 million, which is almost the same amount as that five-year progression, right? So you got to see it compounds, right? Because then it goes 1.6, and it's like, man, that's okay. 3.2 million, man, it's okay. It's pretty good for most people, right? Uh, you know, 3.26.4 million, okay, we're getting better. Okay, 12 million, okay. Now I'm getting interested. Eight figures, right? Oh, 24 million. Oh, 50 million. Oh, 100 million. That's now like what 10-year mark, nine-year mark, and then it's like. Oh 200 million. Okay, now we're really talking, right? It's billionaire level almost when you've got a 200 million annual revenue business, right? It's a billion dollar valuation maybe if it's a right the right company. Oh, 400 million next year. Oh, 800 million. Oh 1.6 billion. So you see in the last five years of that 15 year example, 90% of the success occurred. Right, and if you're listening to this today, part of the red life is that commitment to success, the commitment to excellence, the commitment to building a life outside the norm and living in Wonderland. But it ain't gonna happen overnight. Didn't happen overnight for me. It didn't happen overnight for Elon Musk. Didn't happen overnight for Grant Cardone. Didn't happen overnight for Ty Lopez. Ty was selling online for twenty, fifteen, twenty years to build the social influence impact credibility to go and raise all that money to buy x billion dollar brands right so every one of us every single one of us and of course they're more, all more successful than me right now but all of us in this scenario have spent 10 years to become the overnight successes that we are seen as today so for you if you want to live the red life you want to build a life of your dreams know you've got to go through that process. And if you've not started already, the very best time to start is tomorrow, right? Or today. And if you don't start that process, you'll never get to the good side. You'll never get to the red life, the compounding success, the life outside the norms, the life where money doesn't influence you, right? Like all of us, money is a massive driver, but it doesn't influence us in a way of like, I can live wherever I want, right? My rent right now, because I wanted to live in this cool penthouse on the oceans, 12 grand a month, right? I didn't but it's like, sure, that's a lot of money. That's more than like an upper class person earns in a year after taxes. And that's just my rent. It doesn't include my cars, my jet skis, all my other expenses. My date, my monthly outgoings are probably $20,000 a month. And I don't say that to brag, I say that so you can understand that that's given me a good lifestyle and I've built a business where I can support that so money doesn't control me, right? Because I can do all of that without it controlling me because of the 10 years in the journey to get there, right? And the biggest thing that a lot of you'll face is you'll want to quit or you'll pivot too much in those first 10 years, right? But living the red life, you know, that's why I call it the red life because it's a life, L-I-F-E it's a commitment, right, it's not the red year, it's not the red day, it's not the red 48 hours, it's not the red ad, right, because it's not one thing, it's a life, it's a commitment, right, it's a commitment to excellence, it's a commitment to how you live your life every single day, whether that's you becoming a world-class athlete, a world-class father, right, a world-class mother, a world-class world husband, a wife, right, and a spouse, right, and a supporter, a world-class business owner, right? A world-class inventor, a world-class artist or actor, right? But it's taking that commitment and it's taking the decision, making the decision today to live the red life and live outside the norm, right? And to finalize today, where did the red come from? Well, you've heard the story, you've heard the up and coming, you've heard the journey through my red life, right? From the gray life to the red life. And then it's like, well, where did it come from? Well, I, I knew that The online space, because of my 10, 12 years of marketing, grabbing attention, holding attention means everything, right? It's the new way to become rich. If you can grab attention, hold attention, create attention, you can sell stuff online and make a ton of money. It's the new way to become rich in my opinion. And then I'm like, I wanted something that was meaningful, right? So the red life is a play on taking the red pill, building a life of your dreams, defining the norm, stepping out of the norm, leaving the gray life behind and living the red life, right? And building a a life for yourself that most people will think is crazy most people think is wonderland that doesn't exist but it does exist and there's a small 0.1 percent of the population that live it right now and you can live it right now if you make the decision today to change a decision today to live the red life to live in excellence to live in wonderland and to be different from everyone else so the red is a play on that A Red red is the opposite of what everyone says to do with advertising and branding, right? It's different. It's warning. Most people think it's warning, right? It's eye-catching, right? It's the opposite of what everyone says to do, and that's why I do it, right? And most of the time, I do the opposite of everyone else. There's many famous sayings that if everyone's going one way, you probably should go the other way, right? And Warren Buffett's very famous that when everyone's taking a, a bunch of risks, you probably should be cautious, and when everyone's contracting during recessions, you should probably probably take a ton of risk and buy a ton of stuff because that's where the 0.1% thrive grow and have exponential success, right? So the key is starting small, right? It's all the steps that led to the red life today. It's making the decision of starting the red brand and not knowing the exact steps to being this entire brand now that thousands or millions of people know on social media. I fly to events. Everyone's like, they even know who I am. You're Rudy or you're the guy with all the red ads, right? And it became this community, this tribe, this community of people that are trying to live the red life, trying to be different. And of course, you can do that too. And I would love for you to be part of the right-minded people, the the small 1% or 0.1% that are trying to build something that's special. Live in Wonderland define the norm, leave the gray behind, right? And take the red pill to build their dream life. And that's how the red life started. That's my story. That's what we stand for. We stand for excellence. We stand for living the red life, taking the decision to be different and being proud of being different, not being afraid to show that we're different, being proud that we're trying to achieve what most people can't even fathom, that we're understanding that money equals energy and it equals a resource and power to live your dream life. And that money can be made in large amounts through the internet and through all the tactics the tricks the marketing strategies the systems the side hustles the online businesses that I teach you every single day as part of the red Life. for all of our courses our content our mastermind programs our coaching programs so if you're here today Listening, knowing that you're an outlier, knowing that your life's always been a little different, knowing that you have different goals and expectations than the rest of the world, and that you know that you're built differently, but you've not found your true family, that's what the red life is. That's why we're here for you. We're here to serve you, we're here to support you, and we're here to give you a family that understands you and understands your goals, visions, dreams, and expectations and gives you the systems, the accountability and the blueprint to grow online business businesses to create final At financial freedom and to live in wonderland and to build that dream life for you and your family. So welcome to the Red Life podcast. I'm excited to be here to spend more time with you, to give you the right mindset, to push you to be your best, to push you into the Red Life and to show you the exact ways to build online businesses, not only from myself, but from many of my friends, billionaires, top entrepreneurs, top athletes, people like Floyd Mayweather, Grant Cardone, and people that are living the Red Life to their fullest and creating impact around the world. So welcome. I'm excited for you to experience the red life for yourself, and I will see you down the line. Until next time, take care and live the red life.